Hello, Jedi Padawans and Sith Acolytes. Welcome to Apocalypse Movies and the Padawan Podcast. Before we get going, just tell you a little bit about the show. If you love Star Wars and everything in the galaxy far, far away, then this is the exact show you should be watching. Why? Because we're diving deep into the franchise with full dark and light side intentions. If that's something you love doing as well, then we'd love for you to join in on the discussions by hitting that subscribe button and commenting down below. You can also find the show on all podcast platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, if on-the-go listening works better for you. We hope you enjoy the show, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and the Padawan Podcast, our all-Star Wars podcast, where we're breaking down everything from the galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Jake Bloom, a.k.a. Qui-Gon Jake, as I go through the show. And I'm the host of the show, and we're going to be diving into The Mandalorian today. Um, the season has wrapped up, and we're going to be doing a full spoiler review breakdown of what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, Easter eggs, favorites, all that type of stuff is going to be here on the Padawan. It's the only thing we're talking about. Um, if you're here for The Rise of Skywalker, this is not what you're going to be you know, watching. Go to our spoiler discussions for that. Um, but before we get to that... I'm going to announce the crew that we have with me today. We have Jacob Bartley, Obi-Wan Jacoby, and Grand Admiral Sino himself. <laughs> Hello there. <coughs> How's it going, guys? Not too bad. Pretty good. <coughs> Even though I still have Rise of Skywalker on my mind like a lot. Ready to talk to Mando, though. I feel you. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're just going to we're gonna get right into it because um, give us give ourselves as much time as possible to talk about this thing. Um, there's a lot to talk about, obviously. And uh, I wrote some notes up, and uh, we're going to go... Um, section by section here, but we're going to start with their opening thoughts of the show. Um, you know, expectations of what you had beforehand. Did it hit those? Um, you know, what do you want to see more of going forward? What do you want to see less of? That type of stuff. Uh, Brian, why don't you start us off, man? Uh, my expectations for it was, I was just like, just be good. All I wanted. Like, make a solid Star Wars TV show. That's it. That's all I want. Like, just be good. And nailed I it. I don't think we have to worry about that anymore. Jacob? Yeah, I, you know, my expectations were pretty high because it was Favreau working on this and the list of directors that he had connected. Filoni, too, just the perfect combination of creative mind and somebody who knows the Lord of Star Wars. Do this. And I. I wasn't expecting like something amazingly great, but I was expecting something pretty damn solid, and it definitely at least met those expectations. This yeah. is a solid, solid show. Very happy with it overall. Like overall, very happy with it. Did a lot of cool things. Um, it's both. It's weird to say, but it's both smaller scale than I thought and larger scale than I thought. Yeah, it's a little way. bit of both for sure. Yeah, yeah. so it, it goes back and forth, which which I like, and we'll get into all the details, but. But yeah, it, it definitely met, if not exceeded, my expectations. Yeah, I'm 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 more with Jacob uh, as far as like expectations, but I think it. I mean, I think all of us had high expectations, obviously. But um, being the first live action show, like you mentioned, Favreau's involved. It's taking place around a character named the Mandalorian, which is something that we've all wanted to see for so long. Um, the, the expectations were definitely very very high, and I think it met those expectations in more ways than just one, which is obviously a good thing. Um, and there's also some very surprising things with it, too. These are a lot of new things that we had no idea the show would focus on. Obviously, the biggest one is Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, we no. had no no idea that it would focus on this type of stuff, but it's working out in its favor. 
and and for the long run as well. So um, very happy with the show. I mean, I, I like I told you guys before we started shooting, I watched the first two episodes again today, and they're just just as brilliant as they were the first time we watched them. So, uh, but let's go ahead and move on to to the first part of the breakdown, um, and that is episode rankings and. We're going to get right into the heat of it, and we're just going to rank the episodes from uh, least favorite to favorite, and our favorite will will um, maneuver our way into our next section, which is our favorite episode, talking about that. And so, um, why don't we just go eight through one, shoot them off, and uh, Jacob, why don't you start us off, man? What is what is your You're ranking for the Mandalorian? Low, high. Go least favorite to favorite. Yeah, yes, sir. So I have number five, last. Um, chapter five? Chapter five. So, I'm just going to list them. So yeah. Chapter yeah, yeah, yeah. five. Chapter four, chapter one, Ooh. chapter six, chapter seven, chapter three, chapter two, chapter eight. Very different than mine. Very I'll tell you that much. Than mine too. Brian, why don't you go ahead and suit yourself next, man? Uh, from least, I went four, six, one, two, five, seven, three. Wow, different again. Uh, for me, I did chapter five, chapter six, chapter four, chapter one, chapter two, chapter seven, chapter eight, and chapter three. Wow. So I had a different number one. I actually knew you were wow. going to pick Crazy. Why did you think I was going to pick number the, one? You lost your ever-loving mind when the Mandalorians <laughs> The Mandalorians is like the one thing I've wanted to see in Star Wars yeah. for so long. We see them freaking fly out with All jet together, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so... Let me ask this then. What is the reasoning behind your least favorite being your least favorite? Before uh, we get into our favorites. For me, it was the most filler episode. And which one is yours Four. again? Okay. Uh, Sanctuary? Really? Bryce Dallas Howard. Really? Huh. What did it do to rest the story? I mean, we learn a lot about Mando. Yeah, we meet Cardoon and... Uh, we meet. Okay. We learn about the mask and the rules about taking the mask off, and we learn more about his personality. Like well, we he knew wants he, to settle down, but he can't. Well, we knew he w- couldn't take the mask. They said something before. I don't take the mask. something. So that I already knew. Cara Dune, yeah, we got her introduced. She was just kind of a brute for episode. Other than her name was Cara Dune. We learned that they could still track Baby Yoda, and that they were still coming after him. Yeah. But nothing like... <laughs> See, that's how I feel about Chapter 5. As much as I, I love the idea of going back to Tatooine and, and seeing the cantina, you know, how it separated itself from the whole droid thing, and just seeing that world again, like um, this, the Dune Sea and just everything that that, show, that episode featured, it was 100% the most filler episode yeah, in the season, in my opinion. That's my... And I don't even hate that episode. No, neither do I. Thing neither do like, I. Usually when you're ranking a TV season, there's a few episodes you hate. There's only eight of these, but I don't I don't even dislike them. For right the most part, I like all of them. Oh, yeah. I like all of them, but for I guess the way I looked at it is out of all of them to me, Chapter 5 is the one that didn't progress the story as much as the rest of them. Yeah. Um, and Chapter 6 can kind of be said with the same thing because it was separate, more about his past and stuff. But... Six, but there were definitely things in that. I mean, learning about his past is, is a big deal. Yeah. Um, chapter Chapter five was, you know, the only thing that we learned of is this cloaked figure at the very end of the episode, and we don't even know who that is at this point. So it didn't really matter for that episode, you know, at the very end. Um, I liked seeing it, but it was just like an episode to be like, 
Oh, here's some nostalgia thrown in your face. I like that one because me, it was extremely well. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. And, and the music was that's incredible. That's why I liked episode. it, and I did not expect to see Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And the music was so good in that episode. That, so yeah. That's why I thought... Yeah, uh, it's episode five is my worst because it's like if you take out well actually, and you can't really say this about much, <clears throat> many movies or many TV shows. You could seriously skip that episode. I mean, yeah. honestly, you really could. There's some really cool things that happen. The opening of it is awesome. When the very opening of that. Episode. The opening is the dogfight, right? Yeah. yeah, I love that scene. Okay. And then there's some really cool things in it. We learn about the Tuscan Raiders and that they mm-hmm. use sign language. Mm-hmm. Those type of things are cool for the Star Wars galaxy, but as for this specific story, it didn't do much. For me, like in Sanctuary, which is my second, um, I felt like we did learn stuff, necessary Slight. stuff. Um, we, we learned about the Mandalorian himself. We learned, I think, they, those moments with him and the Widow were like, he wanted to stay with her. There's a connection, for sure. he couldn't. And he knew his lifestyle, and especially when Bounty Hunter shows up. Definitely, I can't stay different. And we also learned uh, in that episode specifically about um, the stuff with the New Rebellion and the Empire. Picard, yeah. her history. So it kind of gave us like context that. on the galaxy as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, but still, those two are probably <coughs> my least favorite. Where did you guys have a, a Chapter 6? Because that was my second to least favorite. That was my second. That was? Fifth. So very very close in proximity. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, that episode... I didn't mind that one, though. The action's incredible in that episode. I loved Bill Burr, and I loved yeah. I, the toilet. I, I like th- that episode. The one, I think the one scene that we keep talking about is the Dark Knight thing where the flashing lights, oh, and he yeah. pops he up. turns the lights off. Yeah. And, yeah, because he felt like Batman. So moment. sick. And, and yeah. uh, just a side note real quick. Everybody on, on uh, social media is bashing... Um, the character of Bill Burr because Bill of his accent. accent. I'm thinking to myself, there could easily be a planet with Boston accents. And where did all there these British accents come from? Exactly. It's no different. Exactly. Like it's it's I kind mean, of ridiculous. We've heard a Southern accent. He was the best part of the episode. And oh, he was awesome. Did anyone say anything about Werner Herzog's accent? Exactly. No. Exactly. So that's ridiculous. How did you guys ultimately feel that's about ridiculous. the Twilight? Because that's the one problem everyone seems to have with the episode. I didn't like her until I found out who was playing her. <laughs> I had a yeah, from Harry Potter. And then I was kind of like, she's known to play crazy really good, and it kind of like. Or I shouldn't say crazy, just like not like all there, just kind of wild, and that actually made me like it, like her character. I had that same reaction, but also, all she has to do is stop growling and hissing. It's and the it's hissing, not that bad. It's the hissing that honest, bothered me. Yeah. I actually liked her character. I liked her her attitude, the way she carried herself, and she kind of put the Mandalorian you know, at unease. Yeah. Like you could tell he's like, damn, like he has a relationship with yep. her, a past relationship yep. with her. And she's vicious. I, she's even a badass, though that was very that was brutal. What she did when she killed the guard, mm-hmm. that was like everyone was standing around talking about it. She just did it really yeah. quick, and so I like that. But you mean Matt Lanter? But what's with yeah, all the hissing and the growling? Like, yeah. I hope, like, if they were telling her to do that, it's not her fault. Or if she was doing it on her own, it's their fault for not telling her. That, to that, stop that was a Rick Famuyiwa second episode. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. and the thing is. Twilix have always done that. They were always hissing and growling all the time. I would have been like, okay, that's just what Twilix are. But we've never seen any. Of I think we that. talked about it on a review when mm-hmm. I had. I think I like said Hera like never does that, but they're green ones, so maybe. Well, and a, we talked about maybe there's different clans yeah, or different exactly. kinds that's of Twilix. That's what, stuff what I'm like assuming because yeah. they seemed a little bit more wild. Uh-huh. Brothers, 100%. Whereas Twilix, I'm like, 
while Hera wild, wild Tulix. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's a. <laughs> I've always thought of them as like a planet like Earth, but each area is a different yeah. like. Just raised differently. That's yeah. what I imagine. Yeah. Like if they were green and doing that, they would be like, "Wait a minute." And I think Hera you mentioned it. Maybe that. maybe the different colors of Twilix means something, and we yeah. don't know that. Exactly. Maybe that's something that hasn't been explored yet because we've like seen green, blue, purple, orange. We have seen orange. Yeah, uh her father. Twitter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think I don't even think it's color. I just think it's from it, probably. They're, they're, yeah, probably. Probably I mean, class. Hera's royalty, correct? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's royalty. Well, her dad was a or part of the war, some kind right? of hero. Yeah, he was yeah. part of the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure she okay. is. Her um. They had that episode where they went back to her home and she had that doll or that artifact or something. I think that John has. I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to our, our favorite episode. Um, I'm going to let you guys one uh, hash this out a little bit because you guys had the two same ones and we'll talk about um, Chapter 8. Obviously, but before we get to that, Jacob, you weren't on The Fandalorian last yeah. week. And so just quickly, you know, your yeah, thoughts place, your thoughts on Redemption Chapter 8, the final episode of the season. What would you think, man? Dude. <laughs> This, I'm, I was well, like your message in the chat is clear. Your message in the chat is clear. This is, like, hands down, I can't even think of anything. <laughs> other than maybe a few episodes of The Boys and some Game of Thrones episodes. But this is my favorite episode of television, hands down, in years. Like I, And part of that has to do with I'm a Star Wars fan. If you show a non-Star Wars fan this, they'll like, they'll think it's cool, but I, they're not going to be as invested. I've had non-Star Wars fans come up to me who are watching this show like, dude, what does that mean? The Black Saber? Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. freaking out Just, about that. There's so many things in this episode that are like, what? What? Just reveals. And then just the action in this episode is amazing. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, it's Taika, right? Taika Waititi directing this. It just, not that it felt like Thor Ragnarok, but it had that similar. Oh, it was like, perfect. That similar. Oh, once IG-11 rolls into town on his speeder bike, it had that Thor Ragnarok <laughs> feel. I was just like. He just goes balls to the wall. Not even that. Just how it goes. started. Well, the opening scene with the Stormtroopers. Well, that too. And do you know who they are? Um, I know one of them J- is Jason Spears. And then Adam Pally, who played the reporter on Iron Man 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he, he yeah. does some other comedy stuff too. But yeah, Jason Sinekis is the is the bad one. The most hated guy in the he's galaxy. Jason Sinekis is the yeah. he, He's now confirmed as the most hated guy in the galaxy. More than Bill Burr's character? A hundred percent. pretending to drop he him. He literally <laughs> physically smacked Yoda Although twice. I will say... The other guy hit him harder. Like, oh yeah, hit him harder. Yeah. Him and, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah. Oh, but that episode, man. There's so many things that happen in it. Like it's just it's nonstop, just greatness all the way. You know, the beginning was kind of weird. To be honest with you, I didn't love the opening. I, really? I love what happened. That IG Eleven rolls up on them and kills them. But I didn't like. That just felt weird. A little out of Star Wars. Oh, I thought it was so bit. cool. So cool and casual. But the thing is, we've never spent time with two Stormtroopers just sitting there. Exactly. That's why I love it so much. So, this is kind of what they would probably do. They've kind of been... <laughs> I love when they were trying to shoot the thing in their missing. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, and then you hear the spray, kit, the spray yeah. paint when he shakes yeah, the gun. exactly. So, that, there were some cool moments in there, but... From the moment IG-11 takes off on the speeder bike and he's like, I'm sorry, you had to see that. And then the title card comes up. Uh-huh. That whole episode all the way through is just like, oh my. So it's, we'll get to that episode so, later on. Uh, but what did what did what was your reaction when the saber popped up? So Dark like saber. I 
I knew Moff Gideon wasn't dead because they didn't show him dying. They didn't show they the, the blow up or everything. Yeah, they yeah, saw yeah. the thing. They showed it roll over like that, right? We know they're never dead. So I was like, okay, he's not dead. They're going to they're going to show him alive still. And then I start seeing something, and I thought he's like using a blowtorch or something, right? And then I see it like poke out, and I'm like, oh my goodness! <laughs> and I knew right away what it was. Yeah. And especially because it's a show called The Mandalorian, it makes sense. It's not like it was the Cassian show and then the Dark Saber show. There's a reason know? for it. It makes sense. And this, that, and a bunch of things we find out in this episode connects everything together with the, um, the I don't know what they call it, the Raid of Mandalore or the, the Purge. The Purge, yeah. So, and there's things in Rebels where um, Katie Sackhoff's character, Bogotan. Bogotan says, like, the Empire will, is going to come for us. Mm-hmm. And they did. That and was they, the last time that we saw the Saber. Destroyed it. And. So Moff Gideon basically was leading that purge or something, and he raided the castle or their kingdom and took the dark saber. And it's like we don't know that that happened, but we can put it together. Well, so the one thing, the one thing, and I mentioned this last week on Fandalorian, um, the the history with the saber, the way that it's taken or or passed down, is one on one combat. Oh yeah. So oh, Gideon wow. versus. So now the the theories of. Season two showing a flashback of Gideon versus Bo-Katan possibly. in a combat, her giving it up, losing essentially, is possible. So basically, but whoever loses that, they're the leader of Mandalore, though, right? Yes. So I think it's more likely that they took it. That they Probably. Just, they went and they Maybe. killed everyone. Some of them got away, and they just took well. The and there's been odes to this se- in this season about how they can't go back to their planet, like their planet was taken. Yeah. So the Empire is essentially basically, there. It's destroyed. Yeah. So. If he was the leader of Mandalore now, I feel like he would be there. Or maybe he's that's where he was. Maybe he came from there. And it's crazy because we still don't know why he says, it means more to me than you'll ever possibly imagine. Yep. What does that mean, yep. first of all? I'm so glad that he's he's the big bad of season two. I'm so happy Dude, that that's the case. I think Giancarlo Esposito, he's so amazing. Because yeah. my, re- or my brother is watching Breaking Bad. Bad for the first time. And I'm like, He's so great. <laughs> Brian thinks he's he going to be the big bad for the whole series. Or for at least a couple seasons. I think well, he's definitely um, Din, what's his full name? Din Djarin. Din Djarin's like enemy. Yeah. Like mortal yeah. That's enemy. What I so, which is, it's like, it's, you can think of it as like an arrow death stroke situation from exactly. the show. Exactly. Which so, is very cool. Not I like a mentor see, thing, but you know. Let's say they do eight seasons of the Mandalorian, whatever. Just guessing. I don't think they're going to because I think they'll move on and do other stuff. I say five. But five, whatever. I think... He'll be dealt with in season two, but not killed, yeah. and then he'll come back or something. Probably. I'm fine if he's the whole big bad the whole season two, and then he kills him at the end, something like that. But yeah, it was just an amazing episode, and the reveal. The thing is, with the reveal with the dark saber, those are the type of things we've been begging them to do <laughs> yeah. in movies, and they don't, and yeah. they're doing them in this show. Which I like that they're doing it in this show, and it's like because it's weekly. It feels like a. <laughs> Hundred percent. Clone Wars and Rebels. Hundred percent. It really, does. it's gonna have it's gonna have massive connection in season two. And massive is, connection. The time era that they're in, they can do anything. Well, they the last anything. time, remember the last time we saw Sabina and Ahsoka, it was after the Battle of Endor, five years beforehand. Just saying. No, I. After these past last two episodes, I think for sure we're gonna probably Hera and Ahsoka. Honest, because we're we're better to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, Filoni's involved. No, Sabine and Hera. And Filoni. Yeah. Oh, you said you, you said, said Hera and, and Ahsoka. Oh, oh. Well, maybe Hera too, yeah. but Sabine and, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka for sure. And maybe no. Who knows where he's gonna go? Jason maybe, said what if they're 
Wow. <laughs> what if their plant, that, that species, creatures, they, their planet is in wild space? Or what if Ezra and Thrawn landed there? What I'm saying, what if he goes to... Total, total wild to, theory. To, to deliver totally the wild. baby, and he's like, shoot, they're out in wild space, and he runs into yeah, them. That'd be crazy. Um, so they can do a lot. Brian, you also had a number one, man. What is, I mean, other than what Jacob just said, it's, what is the reasoning? It's perfect. There's even more that I want to say. <laughs> it's, it's literally the perfect. It's the only one that I've watched. Yeah. And it's just, I will go back and just look for clips of online yeah online. i watched it back to back like i usually watch it and then the next day i watch it again keith but i watched it the eight. same day yeah keith watched keith. seven and eight together which is perfect like that i wish yeah, i, I know right and that was the biggest gap we had uh-huh. too for us who watched it on time because uh-huh. it literally just picked up too mm-hmm. so like for him to just go straight seven eight i wish i could. that would have been solid that's almost like a movie like that yeah, yeah, like hour and a half long whatever yeah. it is yeah, yeah so man but eight every that is everything i wanted and more and i could just see uh Taika Waititi, like him directing they one of them said he directed off of the couch yeah he was literally laying on the couch direct- uh carl weathers came out and said that he brought a couch out on set and he was directing from a couch <laughs> yeah wow. and no and in pajamas by the way they said pajamas like are you kidding me? That's that's Tycho, dude. That is just Tycho. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like he is like the person everyone wants to be friends with because he's just he does everything awesome and this just shows it. And ah, God, I just love everything he's done so far, and just he killed this episode. Yeah, killed. I it. agree. I agree. But the reason why I have three at number one it's is because the Mandalorians were awesome. Because of the Mandalorian, <laughs> no, not just because of I, how how awesome they were, but because of the um, the background and the lore on everything that we learned from them. Our um, history, you know, not not just the lore and uh, the Mandalorians with the best car, and we learned more about why they were down there, and you know, only one could come up at a time at that point and that type of stuff. But um, also just you know action that Deborah Chow displayed as a director was incredible. It's also just because of like she's directing Obi-Wan and just thinking back to that episode and being yeah. like Oh hundred percent that episode <laughs> in eight episodes with a lightsaber in someone's hand. That and episode that episode seven so yes, like, you're correct. Not even the lightsaber make me feel McGregor. Great. Yeah you you want McGregor <laughs> exactly but no so I don't know I just and I'll mention some of the things later when we get to like favorite moments stuff like that uh specifically with this episode but um if Tigers is a ten Hers is like a nine point. No, hers is a ten as well. Yeah, sure. yeah hers as is a far 10 as my well. list, because like, don't get me wrong, her episode, fantastic. We were raving about it up until this it one, is, yeah. the eighth one. So, where do you guys have it on your list? I have it at number three. You have it at two? Yeah. You have it at three? three? Yeah. I guess I'll take that. Yeah. Whatever. It is Wait, what it is. what's your two? Episode two. <laughs> I've been saying that. Yeah. Well, well the child. Saying, what? Yeah. What is? What is it with episode two? Dude, I've been saying that the reveal when the baby lifts the mud mudhorn, up, yeah, it's it's felt special to me because mm-hmm. it falls. Back. He does a lot of forced things since then, obviously. Yeah, but that was the first moment we knew. Yeah, he kills people. To now. me, that changed the show. One, we didn't know the force was going to be involved. We didn't know there were going to be any connection to. I'm not saying he's going to the Jedi or is going to become yeah. a Jedi, but obviously the Jedi were talked a lot about in Episode Eight. So. That introduced this force element to the show that we didn't think we were going to get right away. And who knows, it's going to lead to him either going to find Jedi 
or him going to find the species. But it was just that special Star Wars moment. Like the first time you see the force thing you know, shown from a screen. different perspective. Exactly. So and I always go back to that moment. And I just love how he's kind of his little beef with the um, Jawas. With the Jawas. I just think it's so funny. The Jawas are, Jawas are just rats. How he just are... like, he starts blowing them up. The, and no, disintegration. Yeah, disintegration. He disintegrates them. Yeah. And the whole thing, oh, when, he's, when he's riding and he says, weapons are part of my religion. Just the whole, I love that episode so much. I It was neck and neck with episode three, but when I had to decide, I episode at number two. I like that. That's cool. That's cool. Um, all right, well, let's move on to some memorable moments of the season. Favorites, best, iconic, however way you want to put it. Um, this is our personal choice. This isn't on Pocketflix consensus list or whatever. Um, but these are the things or thing that stands out the most to us. Uh, Brian, why don't you set us off, man? What is, what's the one, before we get to maybe some honorable mention or something, what's the one thing that stands out to you about this show? Or the scene, I should say one scene that stands out to you. Uh, it's crazy for me to even think one, but I said it last week. Stormtroopers. That is my favorite thing. I don't know why. I think it's because I've just grown up thinking Stormtroopers are just so stupid. Like, oh, in the eighth episode. Yeah, yeah. The part that you said was meh. Mm-hmm. The, just the Stormtroopers are just these idiots, knuckleheads, can't hit anything, blah, blah, blah. And then to finally see it on screen, like, I was like... And they just gave up. Like, yeah. Eh. <laughs> yeah we, the, the guy, like, breaking. <laughs> and I said it, like, obviously, not a fan of punching little kids, but Baby Yoda reminds me of crazy old Yoda. The way he, like, makes these, like, like grunts and stuff. And so when they punched him, he's just like, ah! And just, like... For the record, on Fandalorian on Saturday, Brian said that he laughed at that part. Oh, I was wow. I still crack up at it. it. It the the third time he gets punched was aggressive because he like literally like once. How can you laugh at Baby Yoda getting punched? He, he got bopped okay. on the head the two times. The by thing Jake. for me is that like Baby Yoda can he's fine. Yeah, he can defend himself. Even the Mandalorian says he's injured, but he's not helpless. He yeah, can, he I mean can he do bit the stormtrooper's hand at the end. He should have just you know twisted their necks with the. Okay, don't get too dark hey, now. Jeez. <laughs> you're so killed. Kill. do now. What do you mean don't get too That's dark? That's true. But he did kill the flame trooper. So he's he's got a death on his hands. Not that. But um that was crazy. It's Star Wars, everyone has death on their hands. It's yeah, war, I guess. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but he's so impressionable right now. We don't know that. Yeah. Yes, he is. He is totally we don't, being in- We don't know we if to us he is, but I'm saying what is he thinking? We don't know. He's probably thinking all of this craziness is like a normal way of ex- life. Ex- my point exactly. Yeah. My, my exactly. point exactly. So, but um, yeah, back to that. I think cracks me up every single time. It's super funny. It's... And especially like if they got away and they lived on, I would have been pissed. But IG-11 straight shows murders He literally wrecks <laughs> Nurse them. droid. Yeah, nurse droid, <laughs> nurse droid. This, I could under, I could hear Taika's voice better in this. Oh, I heard it great in the first episode, I did, too. too. I heard it the first one, but this one... Well, it's obviously modified to sound like a droid. Yeah, but but I I didn't get his voice as much in the first (coughs) time we saw him. This time, I heard his voice coming. And it's it's such a good voice, too. (laughs) Hello, he's got a New Zealand-Australian accent. No one's saying stuff about a droid having an accent. Because it's a droid. Exactly. So, I mean... The accent stuff needs to be. Yeah. whatever. 
the galaxy but um that scene cracks me up but if i'm picking a mandalorian well no it's just it's a scene it's a scene of the show scene of the show but i mean in your problem thank you uh, Jacob, what's your what's your most iconic, best oh, favorite man. moment of the season? So there's a few. Um, I already talked about baby within the mud horn, but so like if I had to choose one, it would be that. But I'm gonna choose something else. Kind of talk about something different. Um, Mando putting on his jetpack at the end of episode yeah, eight and sick. going after Moff Gideon in the tie fighter. Like game. what? What? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon's a great name. Yeah, it's a great it, name. it really is. So, the thing is, they set this up, right? He, the Mandalorian was dying. IG-11 <laughs> saved him. The, the Baptist stuff is slowly making him feel better, right? How did you... Before I cut you off, you haven't said, how did you feel about the reveal of his face? Oh, I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, well, we already know what he looks like, but it was, it was a good reveal. Like, sometimes... The reveals are funky, but that, I, I yeah. liked it a lot, a lot actually, and the way it happened a lot. And it was Pedro Pascal. So then he goes, and they—I forget—I can't, I don't know her name, but like the one who create, builds all that armor and stuff. Yeah, oh, the ar- the armor. Yeah, she. Her name's the armor. armor. Yeah. Who? Nobody better ever mess with her. Like she. That scene. You know what? I was thinking. I was like, how the hell is she the only one who's still alive down there? Now and you know they why. They showed me. I'm like every time they send. Uh, you know, six stormtroopers to kill her. She kills them, and she was so brutal, like the most yeah. brutal violence. She threw ever one seen. of them in the fire. In the smelter, she was breaking their yeah their masks. Yeah, like they she made them zombie troopers essentially. Yeah, it was crazy, but and then she gives them the jetpack and says, "Make sure, like, you have to train on it. Once you're healed, you can start training on it and get to use it. Like, it won't work right until you get familiar it's with like it. It's like a living thing." And then he, the Tie Fighter's going around again. He just puts it on. He's like, I got an, are you guys out of ideas? He's like, I'm not. And he puts it on, and he freaking goes after it. Another kind of felt like a Batman moment, which is not a bad thing. I think that's cool that they're making him like Batman in space. But, and I love when he pulls himself in back onto the ship. And it's just, it's a realistic struggle. Like, he's latching on, and he's trying to put the, the thing on, and the first one falls, and Moff Gideon hears it, and he's like, oh, hell no. And then he gets another one on, and it falls off. Just that was so awesome because I felt like certain episodes were holding back on the action because mm-hmm. of the budget. I don't even care because they gave us amazing action. And so, and it was you got to kind of maneuver your budget around, and you have to go out with a bang on the last episode. And they totally and the Tie Fighter looked incredible. It did it looked amazing. looked incredible. So yeah, Especially just when it landed and him putting seven. on the jetpack because he wasn't he never he wasn't familiar with it, and he's just like, screw it, I'm just gonna do it. And he did it and was just so awesome um i i have a couple as well we talked about the dark saber uh already um that completely changes the show like you had mentioned about baby yoda using the force in two oh, yeah um the dark saber obviously oh, changes absolutely. the whole aspect of the show um but for me there's there's uh there's two um i mentioned already um the whole end sequence to chapter three with the mandos and how he takes he saves baby yoda the shootout with the bounty hunters, and then how the Mandos jump in and save him as well. That whole sequence is and incredible. Of that they all got wiped out. Uh-huh. It's incredible. Even <laughs> um, do you think uh, Paz was dead? No, I don't think any of them are dead. I think they shed their armor and left. I, I think so too. I think they. I think oh, they. I think they were killed. Dude. Oh really? I think it was heavily implied because he, she comes. She doesn't say that they weren't dead. She comes out and says this wasn't his fault. Empire, we revealed ourselves. They didn't. I don't know. 
I think why was she I think they went into hiding. She, still be there? She, she, to, she, she said she had to finish what what was down there. She was melting down, down all the Beskar and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. What which is what we're we're thinking anyway. Um, that's possible. Like they all shed their armor and then mm-hmm. she came back, but that means they all took their masks off. Yeah, I don't know what that yeah. means. Um, but the the other one that I I want to mention that kind of now that I think about it more and more is in the same episode, and it could be very simple to others, but it's the outside of the saber. Um, it's the biggest reaction I had in the series uh, when he gets his Beskar armor and then he walks into the bar with the armor oh, on. That's a great moment. I remember like gasping, like "Whoa!" Yeah, he looked moment. like awesome. But we kind of forget about those things because it's been so long. I just I love I love how they set up this mythology and everything with the Mandalorians and how he gets the armor and how they're like breaking it down and how they're putting it on him. Now the armor is dealing with it and he's sitting there watching. We're getting these flashbacks at the same time. That whole sequence is like. I don't know, it just, for some reason, it just hits the mark with me as far as the show goes, because it's it's so centered around this character, and outside of eight, it's the most we've learned about the character so far, um, in my opinion, anyway. So, uh, when, when he gets his Beskar armor for the first time, the official armor, yeah. even though I miss his old stuff, um, seeing that for the first time and really, like, seeing how they get it is a really, really cool sequence. I thought you might have picked uh, when he was trying to get on the same. Yeah, the Indiana Jones sequence. Yeah, that's really, really cool. So kind of tying into the armor thing, which also ties into the Mudhorn scene, he gets his signet. Yep. And that was so amazing because basically she's saying the Mandalorian culture is that if you find a foundling, it's your responsibility to mm-hmm. take care of it. So mm-hmm. he is his, she said it, like until you find him, bring him back to his people. You clan of his two. Father. You're a clan and of she two. She said, she puts on the Mudhorn. She's like, you're a clan of two. And like, Thinking about that in that moment, it's like they took out the Mudhorn together. Yep. So he still gets the There is so much fan art of Baby Yoda with Mandalorian armor on. And it's dope. It's everywhere with a gun, the whole setup, everything. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what do you think about uh, Death Watch showing up? That was cool. That was cool. The Vizsla clan. Yeah. Very, very awesome. cool. And, you know, my my high up there honorable mention is IG-11 town with that, speeder bike. That, that's one of mine as well. Dude, and it's like, because we talked about it. We said, how are they going to get out of this IG-11? We all mm-hmm. said IG-11, right? But we thought I the thought ship. he was going to roll up in the ship. The ship, yep. I was like, there's no way she's going to roll up by himself like that and take all them out. We're wrong. And he totally <laughs> did. Yeah. And he, like, it's like, he even turned around and protected the baby and was like shooting from behind. He was straight up, he was going like 90 miles per hour at least, maybe even faster, and yeah. just taking each one out as soon as he drove <laughs> by them. And then... He allowed them to be able to come out and help it have them all take all them out together. Easy. All right. Well, let's go to our next section of the show where we have our favorite Easter eggs slash callback of the season. These are things that um, are making references to past movies, maybe the animated shows, because there is a lot of Clone Wars and Rebel stuff in here. Um, and so maybe it's one a small favorite thing that happened in the show. Uh, Jacob, why don't you start us off, man? What's one thing that kind of stood out to you? I mean, we talked about it already, but the dark saber that's mine that's too. mine that's okay let's just talk about the saber let's that's, just talk about the saber it does a couple things it just you know solidifies its connection this show's connection rebels and Clone wars first of all it gives us canon junkies a little treat like here you go like finally we're getting something you know like this is one of the biggest reveals they've done where they're revealing a canon thing in a live action show or movie it i i will i'll bite the bullet if this is wrong 
but this might be the second biggest reveal in Star Wars outside of Vader being Luke's father. Interesting. Over the Palpatine? In what? Ray? Palpatine? Yeah, that we... Yeah. So, just... It's just crazy that we're even seeing the Darksaber. Because I... I have wanted to see the Darksaber in live action. For it so looks long. so good. Like, I, so I have good. been saying that there's some... We've talked about it in past... I talked to you about it, and you said it. we didn't really need we've it. We've talked about it for years. We like Over the years on the Padawan podcast, we've talked about the Darksaber and how much we want to see it in live action. And like, I wish we could go find old episodes, but we finally got to see it. And the thing is... Where does it go from that, from here on out? Does he defeat Moff Gideon in battle and he gets the Darksaber? Just, it opened up the floodgates for those types of things. And it opened up the floodgates to see Sabine again. Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest, even though she's Mandalorian, so we could have anyways. But I Well, think she was once the holder of it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it opens those doors. Mm-hmm. kind of cool. I like it because that means that <laughs> just because something was shown and animated doesn't mean it can't come to yeah and i mean yes we could say obi-wan and anakin and some of these characters but like there is a lot more important than just these characters that people want to see dark saber yeah it's dope it's a black lightsaber but there are other things other important artifacts places blah 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 that are real and can be visited at any time. And, I mean, people lost their mind over the Darksaber, and people that didn't know what it was wanted to know more about it, and it only brings people more people it into will, these things. It might ha- make people watch Rebels mm-hmm. yeah. or the Clone Wars. Totally. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited and interested to see what they do with it. Um, I don't know how much it'll be used per se because, because if are we gonna see it fight another lightsaber? Because if not, it's just I gonna cut through so. everything else that it touches. Yeah, unless they get one of those stormtrooper. Like, that's what I, that's that's why I'm thinking in in season two that we may not see it because I don't think Gideon and Mando are gonna are gonna meet up right away. No, they aren't. I think season two is gonna be heavily flashback. I'm okay with. I think we'll their see stories more gonna flashback progress. than we did in this one yeah. season because I think they're gonna they might show the purge on Mandalore parts of it. Well, I mean, let's let's talk. Let's just yeah. move on to that. The the next section, our final section, is expectations for season two. Where we kind of see it going. Um, I definitely think that the purge of Mandalore is happening. Hundred percent gonna happen, and I I think it should happen. I think it. I mean, we all want it to happen, um, and I think it's gonna be. To- I I wouldn't even be surprised if it's an entire episode. If it's an entire episode, they've done that in television shows before. They can do an entire episode on the Now that this show is a hit, they're gonna have a lot more budget to work with. Yeah. So I think they. I don't want them to go too big though, because this show is about this character. It's a small western. Keep it that way. Character, but through him, you can tell much stories, and that story is relevant to him because he he says Moff Gideon, you know, raided Andalore, and he got his records. He's the only one who would know. His name is and everything, so set it all up for that. And the thing is, we do have to move forward too in the story. So I do, I don't think they're going to be on screen together the whole time. You know, Mando and Moff Gideon, but I feel like you kind of have to get into it pretty early. 
I feel oh. like there might be like that old Western shootout showdown in the do city where he just sees, sees him the season finale again. No, 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 he no. He can't no, do no. that. No, not again. He's he's gonna have to be in the entire season. He'll probably be a season regular, more than likely, in my opinion. But I, I definitely think that um, the two stories are gonna be him searching for Baby Yoda's home and probably the Purge of Mandalore, more than likely. Learning more about that and where the Mandalorians are, what happened to them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if you know, I the thought occurred in my head: Is Mob Gideon Force sensitive? Probably not, because he would have used it any time to defeat them. Or maybe he doesn't want to reveal it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But if he's good with that sword, who's going to who, be able to fight him? Well, you know? we've we've seen stormtroopers in the past. Yeah, like Phasma is great with a staff. True. They, they could he so could like, easily have training in it. He's going to have to get some type of like taser weapon type thing. Uh, he can he has through. one. His little, uh, not little. Is uh, is turret, the the big gun? Are we talking about Mando? Oh, are you talking about are you talking about Gideon or Mando? Mando. Oh, Mando. Okay, never mind. I don't think it's like a stick that. That thing can clash with a lightsaber. Probably not. How 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 crazy would it be if he shoots at Moff Gideon and he stops it with the force? I wouldn't <laughs> want him to be force sensitive. No, because he'd be too powerful. You wouldn't yeah, be able to stop. Yeah, I, I wouldn't him. want. He's it. not because the thing is. They Everyone would have known if one of his. They were losing were... the battle, and he's just like standing around, and he would have done more. Just leave Baby Yoda the only one that's that's force yeah, sensitive. No, I agree. Do we think we'll be we'll see? I mean, well, first of all, is Baby Yoda gonna talk in the next season? Maybe it's like one word type thing, like a Dad. baby would. Dad. Um, no, I think he's too young. Like. I think he's only 50 <laughs> in a species that lives 900 years. Will so. there be a time jump? Uh, I say maybe about. It's a, star, it's a thing a Star Wars is known for time jumps. I'll say maybe half a year to that gap break. Not too far, mm-hmm. not directly right after. Yeah, I think it'll be like real time as far as how long it's been since the last So like season. a year for us, a year yeah, for us. Exactly. Yeah. I like it's that. Not even a year, seven months. Well, from when the season started, it's a year. Well, yeah, they said fall. I mean, yeah. fall. Probably it'll probably be around the November time. I'm they guessing. still they basically left it open that there's Moff Gideon's still going to be looking for baby, and mm-hmm. Mandalorian's off possibly trying to find his. He's going out to wild space. Yeah, all that unknown regions going to be very very cool. Um, where do we think Cardoon's going to end up? Is he going to is she going to be with uh, Grief Cargo the entire time or what? Her butt needs to get on that ship. It's so yeah. funny at the end of movies or characters to separate. Like, like I'm just gonna stay this here. Second time she's done it. Figure myself out. Well, at least she was already on that planet the first time. <laughs> but like, oh, the empire, the empire's never gonna come back here again. Like, yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> but I do think thing is, there's these certain characters, right, who are connected to the Mandalorian and Grief Cargus and her are one of them. So keeping them together makes it more convenient for when if they show up in season two that they're together. There, I, de- I definitely think that they'll be back probably in the same capacity as they were this season. I think I don't think we're going to go back to that planet as much. You don't think they're going to see? We're not going to see more than two episodes. Three. Um, it depends. the The story seems like it's kind of expanded a little bit. If she's in three episodes, I'm cool with it. Give her three full episodes like she's been in. The three episodes she's been in, they've been th- or was she in two? Three, three. The, the three episodes she's been in, she's been in them the entire time. Like I'm fine with that. Honestly, I really like her character. So do I. And I, I want her to stick around. And I do think they'll go meet up with him. Yeah, at some like, point. What if they say the 
Empire did come back and they just slaughtered everyone and we got away. It's very possible. And very just possible. riding with you. Gideon could time. easily come bring something out and just rain hell down like, on why tomorrow. Wouldn't, why wouldn't he go look for them and try to kill them? Yeah. You know? Very possible. Oh, but they don't they think he's dead, so that's true. Very, very true. He'll that. probably go straight to wherever his fleet and is, planet, whatever. Them, and then they'll get away and end up with yeah. But I do I think he's either gonna bring Baby Yoda to more Jedi or to his species, which both would be sick because who knows who he's going to bring him to as far as Jedi go. Luke, I don't know. But also, we learn more about his species, which we didn't get a name for Baby Yoda. Nope. Or it must have been his name. His name. Which yeah, we his were name. hearing about. And then, or if we, yeah, if we just see that species and learn about it more and we see a couple like. I think this show is definitely going to dive into that. I think George yeah. Lucas gave them the okay to kind of dive into it. <laughs> so yeah um last thing real quick uh two questions one do you want to see more episodes and two <coughs> i guess a two-parter question on this one um do you want the episodes to be longer slash serialized serialized in- no filler episodes like they were this season like four like i four, want to focus on the story i want the whole season to feel like episode seven and eight season Basically, episodes like a cliffhanger every episode. Like basically, if you just took episodes one through three, seven and eight, and watched it, that's a solid piece of television. Right it's five, there. five, or great even episodes. like a movie right there. Yeah. Um, the middle of the season was a little filler, but I still loved every episode. Like I still mm-hmm. enjoyed every episode, but I do want more focus on story, and I think we will get it. I'm 100 percent with you on that one, Brian. Thoughts? I want ten episodes with the same. Uh... I don't care the about the same it. episode runtime. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I'm care fine with the runtime. I want the episode runtime of the last two episodes. Yeah. Like 40? 42 to 48 minutes, 40? somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Like I mean, the 45 be, range, it's perfect. That would be like a normal TV show. The ones that, I think there was one that if you cut the credits out, it was like 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. That was a little too short. Yeah. But I do like the short runtime. I don't want them to be an hour long. Neither do I. Neither do I. I don't need it to be an hour But I like the eight episodes. I like the eight episodes, not 10. And I do, even though I want them to focus more, I want them to still focus on the Mandalorian. I want them to expand a little bit on scope of the show, a little bit because we didn't know what we were getting before they started dropping trailers, right? Like we, we people were expecting a Game of Thrones type show. That's not what it is. But I do want them to expand more on character. Totally, totally. Um, all right, guys. Well, any final thoughts on the Mandalorian season one? I can't believe it's already over. We got a year. Not even. Got it. Well, you know what I know. I'll just that say, makes a difference for me. The thing <laughs> is, I love this show all the all the way through, but episode eight just well, I would say seven and eight. They kind of go hand in hand. It's like one episode. Yeah. Just oh my goodness, it took it to another level for me. It it took it from this is awesome, I love Star Wars to this is like something very special that I'm always gonna. So that yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Hundred percent with you. Yeah. That for me, it solidified that. Favreau. They know what they're doing. We talked about that before. We have <laughs> talked about it multiple times. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and if not movies, at least this TV Disney Plus realm is. They're not. Uh, yeah, they not need to be consultants all. on all the TV shows yes. going forward. Yes. Well, I think, they, I, think I, they I think they will because they t- they basically got Deborah Chow the job. Yeah. Even though her her filmmaking got herself Absolutely. the job. 
They they got but her the job. What I don't and Deborah Chow's did an amazing job on this episode. But I don't want them to be like, here, Deborah Chow, do whatever you want. Yeah. I think there needs to be a vision. No, I think I there's a vision. She I think there's a vision for sure. To do that. Like, she, I feel like she. They're like, this is what we would like. Do it. After yeah. watching this season of Mandalorian, Dave Filoni has his hands on this, right? and you know he does. Oh, you and could, you could tell he's so smart. He just he kind of creeped his way into it, and I think he's going to do that for every show. Hundred percent. He's he's probably going to be the one that gets in charge of Lucasfilm at some point. I, I, as he I don't see him as a filmmaker. I see him as a guy who wiggles his way in everywhere. Well, he needs to be consultant on everything they do. I don't want him to be in charge 100%. I want him to be a consultant on everything. Just a guy who has an answer for a question. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. cool. All right. Well, there it is, guys. Uh, this episode of the Padawan Podcast, all Mandalorian, diving into season one discussion here with full spoilers hopefully you've seen the season because it's up on the title it's up everywhere it's up on the overlay and we got um, a green ogre guy season two yeah well we'll see how that what capacity that is that might have just been a little cool little tease there but um that is jacob that is brian i am jake this is the Padawan podcast for apocalypse movies you can find us on youtube uh social media on uh podcast platforms excuse me anchor apple spotify etc uh, make sure you guys leave some comments down below on what you think of the season, what you think of season two is going to go, favorite episodes, favorite Easter eggs, all that good stuff, everything we ran through. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, but until next time, and for the Fandalorian Club, we got to wait a whole year, but we will be back when season two comes around. So hopefully you guys will be joining us then. So again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next time, and may the Force be with you. Hey everyone, Jacob Bartley here. Thanks for watching. If you want to check out something similar from Apocalypse Movies, click this video up here. You want something a little bit different? Check out this video down here. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to Apocalypse Movies and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for watching.